Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, PraiseChapelLasVegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again for joining and enjoy today's message. Sunday, amen. Praise the Lord. What a great time to come together with family and friends, amen, and watch a game, amen, and just uh, just uh, enjoy. Whether you into football or not, amen, it's always something that people get into to watch, amen, for enjoyment, amen. So hopefully you guys have a good time, amen, on this Super Bowl Sunday, amen. But here at PCLV, it's Super Soul Sunday, amen, Super Soul, amen. And so we're praying that uh, souls are getting saved on this day, amen. But later on this afternoon, the, the L.A. Rams will be playing the Cincinnati Bengals in the Super Bowl for the NFL Championship, amen. And today I want to minister a message entitled, Don't Give Up. Somebody say, don't give up. I know that we're in the Going Deeper series, and I will jump back into that. But for Super Soul Sunday, I want to bring forth this message here. Don't give up. Amen. There will be thousands of spectators cheering at SoFi Stadium in Inglewood, California, later on this afternoon. Just like there's a crowd of witnesses right now in the stands of heaven cheering us on. Come on, Brother James. Is cheering us up right now. Come on. Pastor Woody is up there cheering us on. Amen. Sister Rita is up there cheering us on. Amen. Uh, Sister Robin, come on. Sister Jan, Brother Dan, hallelujah. And many others are up there today cheering us on. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 12, verse 1, it says this, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off everything or every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, and let us run. Somebody say, let us run. With endurance, the race that God has set before us. Now, the New Century Version puts it like this. We are surrounded by a great cloud of people whose lives tell us what faith means. So let us run the race that is before us and never give up. We should remove from our lives anything, somebody say anything, that would get in the way and the sin that so easily holds us back. Amen. The great cloud of witnesses, amen, are the angels that are in heaven and those that have gone before us. They are cheering us on in this game of life, amen, this super soul game. And today, come on Come on, uh, it does not just rely uh, later on in the game on Cincinnati's quarterback, Joe Burrow. Come on, no one even thought they would be there on this Super Sunday, amen, hallelujah. Or the Rams quarterback, Matthew Stafford, amen. Uh, though quarterbacks, how many know, play a major part in, in a football game. But it takes the whole team, listen, for victory. The whole team for victory. Both teams did not work all season long, just to say we made it to the Super Bowl. How many know that's not enough? How many know that their mission is not accomplished? Someone has to come out to be a winner. Come on. 
Just like you and I, it's not enough to say I'm a Christian. Come on, somebody. But I am a disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. I serve the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on. Remember back in the day, that's where you say, how long have you been serving God? Now it's like, how long have you been going to church? No, no. How long have you been serving the Lord? Come on. How many know that we serve the Lord? Come on. We don't go to church. We are the church. Come on, we, we understand that this is a relationship that you and I have, amen. And so it's not just good enough to say I go to church or I'm a Christian. No, I am a disciple of Jesus Christ. See, both team, teams here, amen, they got to understand their teams, amen, are asking their teammates, amen. The team is asking each other, do you want victory? That's what they're saying. Do you want victory? Right now they're talking and they're going to be talking in their, in their locker rooms and the coach is going to be saying, do you want this victory? Do you want this game? Do you want to win? Amen. And so the, the whole thing through the whole game is not to give up. Despite of how the game is going, don't give up. Listen, the team, the team that comes together in unity, the team that does their part the best, the team that is the hungriest, the team that does not give up, that team will see victory. The object of the game, if you don't know football, is to compete against the opponent and to make it across the goal line more times than the other team, whether by touchdown or by a field goal. Amen. The focus church is the goal line. That is ahead of us. Come on. Not what's behind us. I said the goal is the goal line in front of us. That's our goal is to keep our eye on the prize. Our goal is the goal line that's ahead of us, not what's behind us. Amen. But we are going forward. We have to go forward. We have to move what lies ahead and never give up. Listen, church, I'm looking towards victories that are ahead of me, not defeats that are behind me. In the Super Bowl later on, each team must protect what? The ball. This is it. This is what counts right here is the ball. Come on. This ball has to cross that line. Not just the quarterback. It's the ball. Come on. Do they kick the, the quarterback over to make a field goal? No. This is the ball. Right? They have to protect what? The what? Each team must protect the ball. They don't want to fumble this ball. They don't want to turn the ball over to the other team. But if they do, they must stay focused and not give up. Even if they lose the ball for that moment, church. Listen, we say I, we can't fumble the ball. Come on, what I'm talking about today is the Word of God. We're going to use this football as the Word of God. The Word of God, amen. You got you to gotta protect this, this football, amen. You got to keep it close to you, amen. Uh, you got to keep it away from the opponent, amen. The devil that tries to take away the Word. Uh, come on, his demons, amen. The world, amen. They will try to strip this away from you and take it from you. He's looking. The enemy as the Bible knows, as the Bible says, he prowls around like a roaring lion. Come on, like a defensive lineman. Trying to take away and strip away the word of God from you. 
Because if he can take away this, he can take away your promises and take away your destiny. If the enemy takes the word from you or takes the ball away from you, church, then you can't score. You need the what? And for us, we need the word, right? We need this word to score. We need this word to, to help us. The word is important. Can somebody say amen? Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, see how I got it? I'm quick. Got to protect the ball, church. You need, say, I need. You need the ball to score. You need the word if you want victory, church. We need his word inside of us. Amen. His word. Somebody say his word. His word is what gives you and I faith. Right? Romans chapter 10, 17 says this. So faith. Somebody say faith. Come on, someone out there in Facebook, say faith. Hallelujah. Faithwood. Faithwood. <laughs> I ain't going to talk to you guys. It says, so faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing the what? By the word of God. Amen. John 1, 1 says, in the beginning was the what? The word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. So Everything that we have to do, if we want to have victory, we must have the word. The enemy, your opponent, amen, wants to strip the word from you. He wants to strip the ball from you so that you don't cross the goal line. But we need each other, church, in order to accomplish this. Come on, it takes a team effort. We must come together in unity, and we must learn to wait on the Lord for strength, for strategy, for direction. We cannot go ahead of God, church. Come on. We must wait on the Lord. Amen. Come on. And that's the problem with most of us, right? We don't want to wait. Things come in our way, and we want to just handle it. We want to take care of it. Amen. Because that's what's inside of us. Amen. But most of us, we got to, you understand, we need to wait on the Lord. Isaiah chapter 40, 31 says this, But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength, and they will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not be weary, and they will walk and not faint. Come on, Ephesians chapter 4, 12 to 16 says this, Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do His work and build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all, somebody say all, Come together in such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Then, somebody say then, then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever that they sound like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of the body, the church. He makes the body fit together perfectly as each part does its own special work. It helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. That's when you and I will see victory, church, is when you and I come together 
in unity as a team. We got to come together, church. If we want victory in our lives, if we want victory as a church, it has to be together. I need you, and you need me. Turn to somebody and say, I need you. Turn to somebody else and say, I need you. I need you. need you. I need you. I need you, Paul. We need each other, amen? Come on. Don't, don't just say, I need you, pastor. <laughs> Come on. We, we just like to go to people that, you know what, that we, we kind of, we like or whatever it is, but we, we need each other. We need everybody. Everybody has a, a part to play in this place. Come on, all of us. All of us. Nobody, nobody here says, well, we don't need you. We need each other. We need each other, church, until we come to a place of realizing that, that we cannot make it just with a few. We need all of us coming together. And that's what makes us stronger because when you start to include everyone, something starts to happen within your heart. Our view of other people start to look differently, church, when we include everyone. Can somebody say amen? Listen, not just one person is going to win the Super Bowl today. Come on, though there'll be one MVP, but it's really still a team effort, amen, this afternoon that's going to win the Super Bowl. It's working in unity. Each player has to do their part, amen, whether it's to pass the ball, kick the ball, come on, run, block, tackle, etc., amen. It's going to take a team effort. It's going to take a, a team effort as well for us in this game of life. So as we talk about football today, I think you'll see how it fits into the church. Amen? Let me start off by saying, who's born again here? Anybody born again? Come on. If you are born again, you got to understand today, if you are born again, you belong to an unstoppable team, a team that, that is undefeated, amen, a team that already has victory, amen, victory is already ours, church, amen, because why? There's victory in Jesus, so understand today, if you're born again and a believer of Christ, amen, you cannot walk defeated, amen, because we belong to a team that's undefeated, come on, he's never lost. He won on Calvary, the most ultimate victory there, and he still wins today, church. But you got to understand, there's no quitting. If you quit, you lose. Come on. You always have to give this 100%. Every day you got to wake up 100%. 100%. 100% disciple, 100% going for God. It cannot be a 50-50. It cannot be 80-80-20. It has to be 100%, church. You've got to say, this is it. This is what I choose. It's heaven or bust, amen. I go for Jesus. I'm team Jesus, amen. I'm going for God, amen. I'm fighting the fight, amen. I know I'm keeping the faith. Whatever you got to do, you got to keep on going and say, you know what? I'm in it for the long haul. 100%. Somebody say 100%. You got to be 100%. 100. 
<laughs> Come on, what, 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 you, you, you got to give it all, church. You know, sometimes we come into church and, and we're not, we're praising at 50%. Come on, we're praying at, at 40%. You know, we, 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 we have a, a, a mindset at times, amen, though we come into the house of God and it's a Sunday morning. Come on, that, 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 when you woke up, it should have been 100%. Like, oh man, I can't wait to get to church. I, I can't wait to praise God. I, I can't wait to hear the word of God. I, I can't wait to encourage. I, I can't wait to see my other teammates, amen. I, I can't wait to come together in unity uh, and all this stuff, amen. And we walk in and it's like, you know what, you're doing God a favor, And so all we do is give them 50% because, you know what, I just don't feel like it. My team didn't make it to the Super Bowl today. And we don't give God the 100%. And we're wondering why sometimes we, leave, we, 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 we live a little bit defeated in times. Maybe if we give it 100%. Things can turn around. Things can happen, amen. See, we've got to give it 100%, church. You know, in football, in professional football, you rarely don't see or hear of a person that just quits. Somebody that just walks off the field and says, you know what, I'm done, I quit. Unless you're Antonio Brown. <laughs> well, the Raiders... If I give you a little history of the Raiders back in 2002, it was our year. It was our year. The Raiders back in 2002 quit playing the playing ball in the AFC Divisional Playoff game against the New England Patriots. Remember the tuck rule? Woodson hits the ball out of Brady's hands. And yes, and to this day, he fumbled the ball. And the game should have been over. And it should have been us playing Pittsburgh and us going to the Super Bowl and winning the Super Bowl. That, that was our game. We got, we got ripped off, ripped off, ripped off. Come on, I don't know if you know that game. Come on, it's when they went to the replay with the referee and what they introduced, what we never heard before, the tuck rule. And they called it, instead of a fumble, an incomplete pass, which is a bunch of baloney. <laughs> and if you see it, he was bringing it back in, and the fumble happened. The Raiders, amen, here they are. They're already celebrating victory, amen. Everybody Everybody, the whole world saw a fumble. Even the Patriots knew it was over. Even Brady says, I fumbled the ball. They were already on their way with plans to play Pittsburgh, and the Super Bowl was in our sight that year. But they got so focused what happened after when the replay came back as an incomplete pass. And they lost their focus. They gave up. And they quit playing the game. 
so focused that we got ripped off, so focused to say it was a fumble, 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 that they stopped playing, they gave up, and they lost the game in an overtime. They gave in to their feelings. Church, don't give up. Tell your neighbor, don't give up. Come on. Feelings. Oh, feelings. <laughs> Come on. Don't tell me you don't go and give in to your feelings. When we give in to feelings, church, we give up. They gave in to the feelings. They gave, they gave in to the emotions. They gave in to their anger, amen, that the game should have been over. And they kept, they forgot to keep playing the ball or playing football. Remember the Buffalo Bills? They went to four straight Super Bowls with zero wins. No other team has ever done that. Four straight Super Bowls. There was no quit in them. They kept going back. They kept going back. No one ever went to four straight Super Bowls. No team has ever done that. And there was one Super Bowl where they were losing huge. And there was a receiver called uh, named Dom Beebe of the Buffalo Bills who broke tackles and, and made moves and gave it all he gave, all he had for a 40-yard touchdown. He did all that, amen, when they were losing big. He didn't have to do that. He had, didn't have to give it his, all this effort, amen, because they were already losing, amen. But there was no quit in him. Because as long as you have the ball, you can score. You see, later on in Don Beebe's career, he got a Super Bowl ring with the Green Bay Packers. And he dedicated that win to the city of Buffalo. See, once you have his word, church, and it's inside of you, and you are running with it, church. Once you have the ball and you're running with it, amen, you will score. And victory will always come your way, church. But why is it that we find Christians quitting all the time? Come on. If believers quit, listen, believers quit if they don't get to play in their favorite position. They, they quit, amen, if you don't run any of their plays. Come on, they quit, amen, if, they, if you don't put any highlight videos or give them any recognition. They quit if they feel defeated and tired when they allow feelings to get in the way. Believers quit, listen, if they feel that they can't win or they think it's not going to make a difference, or it's too hard. Galatians chapter 6, verse 9 says this, So let us not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessings if we don't give up. Come on. Another translation says this, We cannot allow ourselves to get tired of living the right way. Certainly, each of us will receive an everlasting life at a proper time if we don't give 
up. Church, uh, the enemy is after your harvest, amen. The enemy is after your celebration. The enemy is after your shout, amen. Come on, after your victory, church. The devil doesn't want you to get rooted, but to give up. Everlasting life, church, is heaven. Come on, isn't that the goal? The goal is not just to make it to church uh, every week. Uh, The goal is not just to come uh, and and, and serve here. The goal is to make it to heaven. Come on, there is a goal. There's there's something that you should be looking for or or shooting for, amen. You know what? The goal line, amen, is is, is Christ, amen, is to cross that finish line, amen. The touchdown. Come on, we're looking to score. The goal is to reach the other side, church. It's not just on this side. It's, you know what? I want to make it to the everlasting. We've got to cross the line, church. We've got to finish the race. Right? Come on, it's not just to run 99 yards and, start and, get, and get stuck at the one-yard line. Some of us, we're running hard, amen. We're right there. We're right where we need to be, amen. And, and we're down. It's, it's, we're on the one-yard line. And we give up. We said, nah, it's too hard. We got one yard to go. And we say, it's too hard. Come on, we got to push it over. It's not, you know what? Hey, I made it to the 99, you know, right there at the one-yard line. We got to get in. Come on, we can't just say, I've been, no, I've been serving God all this time, and then at the end, quit. How many want to quit? Come on, after all this, you want to just say, you know what, forget it. I quit. I worked all this hard time, and then you quit. Come on, it's it's across the line, right? Cross that goal line. 2 Timothy chapter 4, 7 and 8 says, I fought the good fight. I've finished the race. I've remained faithful. And now the prize waits for me. A crown of righteousness which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on the day of his return. And the prize is not just for me, but all who eagerly look forward to his appearing. To all those that cross the finish line. Every team that has plays, has plays, they have a, a system, they have strategy, there's a plan. How many know you need a game plan? Come on, we have a game plan. The Bible gives us a, the plays and the strategies that we need for us to be successful as, as Christians and disciples of Jesus Christ. Amen. But we got to follow the playbook. The church is no different. Amen. We're a team. Right? So where does God fit into all this? Well, every football team has an owner, right? Well, God's our owner. God's the one in charge. He's the one that selects players. He's the one that selects the head coach, which is me. I'm the head coach here. He selected me. Why he didn't select you, I don't know, but he selected me, okay? So I'm the head coach. Come on. God gives the head coach. God gives me, amen, the instructions on what he wants the team to accomplish. 
Come on, just like here, the goal is he brings out the plan. He's drawing out the plans, the circles, the X's, and all this stuff. He goes, what? I want you to take your team to get rooted. They got to get rooted if they want to win. We got to root ourselves. Root, 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 root. Come on, they, they, need a, they, need a, they need a shout inside them. They need something that will motivate them. They say, you know what? They need to root themselves. And so they, they, this, is, this is it. So he gives me the strategy. He gives me the game plan. And so me as a head coach, I got to present it. This is what we got to do. Root ourselves. All right. Get behind it. Let's get root, root, root it. You got to get get a hold of that. You got to say, no, that's in my system. Uh, all right, it's about rooted. I got to get. I got to root myself deep down inside of him. I got to root myself. Amen. God's telling us things. There's things to come. The root is going to keep you sustained. It's going to get you down. It's going to get you grounded. Amen. So there are plays and instructions that, that God gives the head coach, and God expects all coaches and all players to give a hundred percent effort. We got to get behind this. I'm presenting it. Okay, coach, we got it. We're behind it. Rooted. Can't be at work. Goes, what's your theme for the year? Um, um, it's, it's on the church wall. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta focus. That's your focus. That's why it's put it, that's why it's put on the on the wall that as you walk in, oh yeah, rooted. Yeah, that's what it is. I gotta get rooted. I gotta get rooted. I gotta get rooted. And God speaks to it and He puts it there to remind us this is our theme, this is our goal, this is the game plan for this year. Come on, but He expects you to give it a hundred percent effort. He wants a winning team attitude. See, a definition of team is this, a single unit composed of individuals, components for a purpose of accomplishing a common goal. Come on, isn't that the goal, church? Accomplishing a common goal? Come on, Ephesians chapter 4, 16 says, He makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does its own special work. Amen. Webster's Dictionary just, uh, defines a team as two or more people working together. That's what Paul says the church is, amen. In Ephesians 4, 4, it says, There is one body, one spirit, as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. What is the glorious future for us, church? Huh? Heaven, crossing that finish line. That is the glorious future for you and I, amen. Victory. The super soul winners are heaven bound, church. We're heaven bound. We are fighting this fight. We're doing the plays. We're running the plays. We're working together. We're encouraging each other. We're building up each other. We're maturing together, amen, that we can cross that common goal, amen, of the finish line. Paul stretches, uh, stresses the point that, that we must become one, one team, one single unit working together so that we can accomplish this goal. But we all have a part to do. Tell your neighbor, you got a part. We got a part, church. All of us have a part. We all have a part to do. In verse 7 of Ephesians 4, it says, Paul right here opens the door saying that we all have a position to play. Ephesians 4, 7 says, however, each has been given, uh, uh, he has given each one a special gift through the generosity of Christ. 
Listen, though we are many, church, you got to understand, we are one. Our team is defined by our relationship with God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and with each other. It's held together by love. Love is a key, church. Tell your neighbor, I love you. There has to be a love. Love you, Paul. Beautiful. No. <laughs> you got, you got, you got, you got, we have to love each other. Right? Always a love. Always defending. Always protecting. Come on. Do we, do we have arguments? Yeah. Why? We're family. But I still love you. You know, I don't like you right now, but I love you. I'll fight for you. I'll fight demons off of you. I'll pray for you. Come on, there, there always has to, love has to be the one that holds us together. Love is the key, church. We must flow together. We must march together. We must work things out together as a team in order to move the ball forward. Get rooted. Rooted. Got to get rooted. That should be your motivational uh, uh, sh- chant, amen, when you're going through Rooted. Come on. Having a bad day, just lock yourself in the restroom and go, Rooted. <laughs> What's going on there? She's just getting rooted. That's all. <laughs> Got to get rooted. You got you, you got to motivate yourself. Don't lock yourself in with feelings. <laughs> you, you, you can't lock yourself in with those things. You got to lock yourself in with the Lord. If you're going to run somewhere, run to God. Lock yourself in the Lord. Amen. If you want to just get away from everyone right now, then run to God. Lock yourself in the Lord. Say, God, I need to get rooted in you. God, I'm going through a season. God, I'm going through some mind battle. I need to get rooted in you. God, call out on Jesus. Root yourself. It says to let your roots grow down deep in him. God, if I'm having problems, it's because I'm not in you. I got to get in you. That way my life can be built on you. You got to get to him in order for him to build you up, church. You gotta get rooted. Don't let feelings, don't let, let emotions mislead you in 22. We gotta come together and then encourage when you see a player that's down, encourage that player. Come on. This goal, the common goal. Come on, pick up the ball. Keep running, sis. Keep going, bro. We gotta run. Jesus has given every single one of us gifts. Talents, spiritual gifts that can help us all live up to the God calling purpose in our lives, church. Come on. The callings that he's placed inside of each one of us. The purpose of helping each other build a winning team. A team that will help us win the game of life. Amen. The the real Super Bowl or the Super Soul. The sad part is the church doesn't always play like a team. Come on. The devil and his demons are more united than the churches at times. They're committed with the cause. 
The church can assemble uh, or resemble a team at times, church. Uh, but with 22 players, sometimes we got, sometimes it's only 22 players doing all the work and all the others are, are sitting and watching off in the sidelines. Come on. We're just watching everyone do the work. It's all of us doing our part. Come on, we're sitting down. Come on. We only got a few players over there in the one ministry, a few players in the cafe, a few players as ushers, and all we're doing is just sitting here. What's your part? I just sit. <laughs> this is my part as a team is to sit. No. We're a team. See, if you do your part, then the other person can sit at times. Are you following me? They can come in for a little rest, get, get a little redirection, get, a, get, get, get some, uh, some time with the Lord, amen, and then say, you know, put, put me in now. It's my turn. It's all of us doing a part, church. Are you getting me? Come on. All of us have a part to do. We can't just come and say, this is my part. No, you got to do it. See, that's the problem with churches today is that they don't work as a team, so a team gets burned out. And when the team starts to burn out, there's no winning attitude. It's just an argument attitude. And you know, an attitude and whatever. This is what it is. You don't like to be part of this team, go somewhere else. We didn't like you anyway. <laughs> Instead of rooted, you're booted. <laughs> You know, that's what the church looks like today. 20% of the people doing 100% of the work. That means 80% are doing nada. Come on. That's not the biblical image that Paul gives the church. Paul gives three different images what a church needs to look like. And it involves everyone, listen, doing their part. Maybe that's why... Churches fall short today, struggle today, have hard times today, and even shut down today. And the sad reality is this, church. In the last 30 years, there has been 33% decrease in church memberships in the United States. Something like 3,000 churches close every year in America. Of the remaining churches in America... 80% are declining, and the scary percent is of pastoral burnout. These last two years, church, church attendance fell even more. Now to online watchers, listen, with no accountability. That's not the church. Now, that's a great reason, that's a good thing and a tool to reach others and for those that are sick, but you're there, we're not meant to stay there. But be part of the church, be part of the team. The reason is listen, too many spectators, not enough players, and the team is failing. We have to be on the field, church not on the sidelines or in the stands. And we have to put our hands on the ball. 
And this comes together, listen, church, as a team. Coming together. Everyone putting their hands on the ball. Just like when they, when they huddle. Come on, let's, let's, let's do this. They come together. Oh, I almost lost the ball. Okay, let's see who will die for it. No. Right? They come together. On three. Root it. One, two, three. Not the other side? No? Well, maybe we just got to focus on our route then. One, two, three. All right. We got to come together, church. We got to participate. Each of us has a part to do. And if you're out there online, amen, you're watching, praise the Lord. Thank you for joining us, amen. But if this is your church, amen, then you need to come into the game, amen. Get off the sidelines. Get off the, the, the stands, amen, and say, I want to be on the field. We all have a part to do. We need you. And you need us. Together we play the team, church. Together we come. And, 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 and that's where the real game's at. This is as long as I have breath, as long as I'm the pastor of PCLV, as long as God is sitting on the throne, amen, and his grace, amen, with God's grace and strength, amen, we are not going to give up playing the ball here, amen. We are going to be in the game. We are not going to be on the sidelines, amen. We are going to participate in this game of helping each other cross that goal line. I refuse to believe, listen, that God brought us out of darkness, out of bondage, into his marvelous light to shut us down or to stay home. I need you. God needs you. God needs a team players, amen, not just players, amen. Come on, for our teenagers, our kids, our, our ushers, our cleanup crews, our cafe teams, we need a team. Can somebody say amen? Come on, God needs you to hold on to the word of God, amen, wants you to hold on to that ball, amen, and cross the goal line for victory. Come on, too many are losing in the game of life, amen, because they ain't, they ain't playing, amen. They're not playing. They stop living, amen. They are spectators and not participators. And what I'm talking about today, church, there must be a total transformation in our theology, in our understanding of what it means to be the church or what it means to do church. Church is a lifestyle, it's not a place of attendance. It's not like where I go. No, it's your lifestyle. It's who you are, amen. It's who you belong, amen. It's who you is. You is. I'm talking about working side by side in, in order to advance the ball, in order to advance the kingdom of God, amen. And come on, and for all of us to get victory. That no matter what comes our way, amen, we will break through that line, for that goal line for victory, amen. Do you want a victory in this place? Then don't give up. Tell your neighbor, don't give up. Paul says three things, listen, three things must happen 
when we follow the biblical model of service within the church. I'm going to give them to you really quick. Amen. Come on, follow the biblical steps of service. Amen. When we follow the biblical steps of service within the church, amen, when we hold on to the word of God, hold on to the ball, amen, this is what happens. Amen. We must, first, number one, attain unity. Amen. Come on, we have to serve together in order to stay together. Amen. Come on, serve in the ministry together. Come on, not alone. Come on, but work together. Come on, it must become we instead of me. Somebody say we, we. Not, me. not me. Come on, it's we. We must bring a sense of purpose that builds unity. Listen, when someone fumbles the ball, unity picks up that person. Come on, the Buffalo Bills kicker. Remember the Buffalo Bills that went to four straight Super Bowls? With zero wins, amen. There was no quit. They kept going. They kept going back again. We're going to win one. We're going to win one. There was no quit inside of them. No other team has ever done that. Scott Norwood was one of the who missed a 47-yard field goal in their first Super Bowl that could have won the game. His teammates embraced him and said, we should have played, we should not have put you in that position. We should have played better. We should have played in unity. We fell short, amen. We dropped balls. We missed tackles. It was not your fault. Together we win, together we lose. That's team. That's unity, church. So we have to attain unity. Number two, we must experience growth. Nothing helps you grow as a Christian like service. Like getting involved. Come on, I'm, t I'm telling you, you can come to church, sitting down, coming to church, and just sitting your blessed behind on the chair does not bring growth. It may bring growth somewhere else, but it won't bring you spiritual growth. Well. Come on, it's when you start to give into service, when you start to do something in the church, amen, that starts to bring growth inside of you, amen, being an usher, being a teacher for our kids, uh, serving in the cafe, cleaning the church, amen, being a greeter, uh, getting involved, Bible study, all these things, amen, is what brings growth, that's when you start to experience growth, if a church does not offer the opportunities to serve, then we are choking spiritual growth. Let me tell you, we need service here. Hallelujah. I want people to grow. Come on. To serve, amen. And, though, and through service, Paul reminds us that when we do that, we become more and more like Jesus. Remember, it was Jesus who said in Mark chapter 10, 45, for even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to what? To serve others. Even he modeled it that, you know what, I didn't come just to be the king. I, I came to serve. And we come and we think we just get saved just to get saved. No, we, we come to serve. That's where growth comes. You want to grow in God? You want to grow into uh, your potential or go, uh, grow into your God-given calling or whatever that God has for you, amen? It's participating. That's when you experience growth. Number three, Paul says, is when we play as a team. 
Come on, this is where it benefits the service of the church as we come together as a team. The whole body, the whole team becomes healthy. Listen, if we don't do our part, the team loses. If you don't do your part, say my part, the team loses. Jesus has given us, right, the playbook. Come on, it's your Bible. It's the word of God, amen. That is your playbook. He has, he has left it up to us to run those plays. And everyone does their part. When everyone does their part, everyone wins. Come on. We win. It's not like I win. No, we win. We win as a team. Come on. I don't want just a bunch of I's. We need a, lot, a bunch of we's. Come on, it's not like I, I, I win, I win, you lose, I win. No, 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 we win. If you're losing, then I'm losing. We have to win together. Let's win together as a team. Let's come together as a team. Let's build each other as a team. Come on, it's through attaining unity. It's through doing our service part. It's working as a team together, church. With a win comes a celebration. Come on. When a team wins, when a one, one scores, doesn't the whole team go celebrate? Amen. Don't they run it? Now they're taking pictures. Right? The guy's celebrating, the whole team comes, hey! The whole team's behind them. It's like this right now. Team, turn. It's the whole team. Come on, we don't just let the guys celebrate. The whole team celebrates. They all go into the, into the, into the, uh, into the, the, not the locker room. Amen. Hallelujah. No, come on, help me out. The goal line, the touchdown area. I don't know. I'm too excited right now. That's all. But we have to celebrate as a team, amen. When one scores, the whole team celebrates. When the field goes done, they, they rush the kicker and they, they lift them up and they celebrate, amen. We have to celebrate with each other when we accomplish a win, that together we celebrate, amen. And when we win, amen, come on, and we have a great victory, comes a great dance, a great shout, amen. Someone has a dance, someone has a shout, someone says, yes, Jesus. Come on, there's a shout inside of you that says, you know what? Come on, we won. We did it. Come on, Jesus! We win! We win! We win! That's right! They don't yell out, yeah, we're number two! Does the other team go out there, yeah, we're number two! I saw that, we're number two! No, it's number one. Watch the first touchdown that they score in the Super Bowl. Watch the team rush that goal line and get in that, in that play and, and grab that player and give them high fives. It's a team effort. It's a team effort. The quarterback, if he throws a, a long bomb, he's the one that's running all the way to the goal line. Hey, he's part of the celebration. And sometimes he comes in late and the guys are already leaving like, oh, I got there too late. <laughs> It's a celebration, church. It's 
a victory. It's a, it's a song. It's a dance. Yeah, these, these players used to have the icky shuffle. Remember the icky shuffle? I don't know if you guys. It was the last time Cincinnati went to the Super Bowl. The running back would go and he would just do this. Boom. <laughs> it's called the icky shuffle. Hallelujah. Everybody has a dance. Now they're all just throwing poses now. They're doing the little poses at the, at the goal line. Amen. But there's a dance that's created. Don't you have a dance when you're worshiping God? Don't you have a dance when you're at home by yourself and you're like, you're doing your own thing? Yeah. Whatever it is, I don't know. There's a song, there's a celebration, amen. Even at this conference that you ladies are going to gather together, you guys are going to be dancing, uh, celebrating. Why? Because there's something that's happening now. There's victory that's coming your way, amen. There's a shout that comes in your spirit, church. Come on, we have to celebrate uh, together, and we accomplish things together. Do you want victory? I said, do you want victory? Then don't give up. Keep playing. We're going to fumble in life, church. The Bible says that we all fall short of God's glory. Come on, there are times that we're running the ball, and we're running with Christ with all our mind. We got some moves. We got some things. We're spinning around, and there's things that sometimes fumbles happen. You're going through a hard season, and you're all depressed, and you're all mad, and all this stuff. And God says, pick up the ball. But yet you just put yourself on the sidelines and say, ah, I'm done. Forget this. No one's there to help me. No one's there to do anything. And that's what we need. We need someone to come and say, come on, get back in the game. Get back in the game. Don't give up. Keep playing the ball. It's not over. It's not over. It's not over to God says it's over. Come on, as long as he's on the throne, as long as we're down here, come on, it's not over. Come on, there's still a chance to win. There's still a chance that you can make it. Come on, you can't just say, I see it, I'm done. No, no, there's a goal line still to be crossed, church. Don't give up. Go hand you the ball and say, keep on going. You run. You protect it. Don't let nothing come and try to snatch it away or pull it away. See, the thing is, Sometimes we get too fancy. Come on. You ever get a little fancy with God? Woo, nothing's happening to me. My marriage is going good. Woo. Huh? There's guys that get all fancy, like celebrating before they hook the goal line, and here comes the defender. This happened in a couple Super Bowls. How about the one that was so messed up that he ran the other way? <laughs> Whoa, hold on. Cincinnati fan. <laughs> Come on, they're, they're running the other way. Sometimes we, 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 we can't get too fancy, church. An enemy's out there to take you out. And that enemy plays serious. He's not playing around. And so you can't, you can't think you're all that because you're not. Without God, we're nothing. But with him, there's everything, church. Everything, church. No one, if he's for us, 
So don't give up. Even if you fumble the ball, go after it. Get it back. Get it back from the devil and say, that's my ball. And I'm going to cross the line. Amen. I'm going to win this game. Amen. That's it. Done. Don't get frustrated. Because if when you're getting frustrated, you're running in your own place. You're doing your own thing, and that's not what the coach told you to do. It's not what the coach told you to do. He says, run this play. I'm going to run this play. We get this attitude. You know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Uh, pastor don't know what he's saying. God don't know what he's saying. You know what? I'm going to do what my own thing is. This is what works for me. Come on. Run the play. Just run the play. Come on. Read your book. Pray. Fast. Ah, I don't want to fast no more. I don't want to read no more. No, no. Come on. I'm t I told these guys, or I told even you, the church, read the book of John. Have you been doing that? Yeah. Read the book of John. Pray to this Holy Spirit. God, take me deeper. These guys are texting me. They're getting deeper revelation than they ever had. It, things that they didn't even know. By just praying and asking the Holy Spirit, they give me a deeper understanding as I read this word. And now God's showing themselves more. More that they didn't even know. This is what God wants to do. We have a playbook, church, that has victory. There's no defeat there. The book has winning plays. Don't give up. Amen? All right, I'm going to wrap this up. It's first and goal. And first and goal is used as a term when the team has less than 10 yards to score. 10 yards or less to score. Well, it's first and goal. And we're living in the last days, church. You got to believe that. We are living in the last days, and the enemy is trying to strip the ball from you. The defense... The enemy is playing hard. And you're wondering why you're going through a season, why you're going through some things in your life right now. It's because the enemy is coming after you. He does not want you to score. He does not want you to go forward. Amen. Come on, he wants you to stop doing what you're doing. Come on, we've been marching down this field for the last two and a half years, church. It's been a war. And we lost some balls. And we lost some fumbles. And we lost some things in these last two and a half years, church. But we have marched down. We picked up the ball. We kept on going, church. It's first and goal. What are you going to do? Are you going to give up? Are you going to let the enemy intimidate you again? That's what he did in 20... 2020 and 2021, church. He's intimidating us. That's right. No way. That's right. See, that's an attitude that we got to have. That's what you got to tell the devil. Not this day. Not today, devil. Uh-uh. That's it. Or you pack a bag for lunch and say, this is going to be a long day right here. We're going to fight. Come on. Are you going to deny your victory? Are you going to let them deny your victory? Or are you going to protect the ball and celebrate the harvest that God has given you? 
with a victory shout. See, God is calling your number and placing the ball in your hands, church. Amen. Remember that the battle belongs to the Lord. Remember that he already gone, has gone before you to fight. And remember that victory is already his church. Come on, you got to follow the leading blocks, amen. you got to follow where he's taking you. He's already gone ahead of you, church. Uh, victory is already there. You just got to claim it. And for some of you, all you got to do is just cross the, the goal line. Because he's opened such a big hole for you to go in. Let's score, church. And once you score right now, guess, guess what? You got to get back up and score again. One score is not enough, church. Amen. We got to rack up some points. He's embarrassed us for some years. Let's embarrass him now with some fight. Come on. Let me tell you, if you get away with a little holding, do it. <laughs> if, you want, if you can sock him underneath, go for it. Amen. Whatever you got to do to make it, church. So he, he doesn't play safe. He doesn't play fair.